Basically, you didn't say the psychology of money, like the book which has that title. It seems to be topping the charts. Right. Uh, I know, I know. I mean, I like that book as well, but dollars and cents, I I liked it a little bit uh, more because it had a more. Uh, um, I don't know. I just like it a little bit better. I don't. I don't. Have, I can't just pinpoint what the reason is. Fair enough. Um, so, Sharan, like I said in the introduction, there is uh, a gap right now where the financial services industry is not really serving millennials. Millennials in India today, um, there is you right. know a communication gap. I would say where old methods are unable to use technical language, unable to relate to millennials, mm. uh, and that's something that you are able to do. But the issue right. uh, then comes up that when people uh, engage with you, when they ask you questions, how do they then move from that to getting investment advice from the formal financial services industry? And do you see mm. a problem there because there's a very limited number of advisors in India? That's right. So, so first question is, you know, how I'm able to, you know, reach out to the Gen Z and the millennial crowd and make them interested in. Uh, a seemingly dull uh, topic like finance, uh, and uh, we all of us obviously enjoy it, and that's why we are in this field. Uh, I would say the problem uh, started since the advent of social media, and then people started having lesser and lesser attention span, and that's why we see you know TikTok and Reels blowing up because people just don't have time to watch long form content. Um, so I think at the end, the uh, before you know content creators on Instagram started putting finance content, the prevalent methods of information was through YouTube videos and you know articles written by leading publications such as yourself. Uh, but the problem is that it requires a significant amount of time commitment. And secondly, uh, it's um, you know the person who wants to know that information needs to know that he needs to know that information. Meaning uh, he needs to type that particular uh, you know keyword on Google search or anywhere or on YouTube in order to fetch that information. Uh, but the problem is most people don't know what's out there, right? So how do you uh, get that sort of information to the audience, uh, even if they don't know that they need to know that? And uh, reels uh, play a very good role there because reels just bombarding information, um, bombarding content to you, which it thinks is going to, which it thinks that you will like, right? Regardless of whether you ask for it or not. And um, so I think that's that's an interesting thing about reels and creating short form content uh, is not just enough for finance as well because even 30 seconds might seem like a lot of time for a boring finance topic. So the way I was able to do it is I put some humor into it and a little bit of acting into it. So the combination of humor, acting, and finance turned out to be a you know killer combination. So uh, for example, I I explain personal finance by you know acting as Dumbledore and Harry Potter or by acting as the Joker and Batman. So these sort of things stick in your head and when someone sees me, that's what they remember. Right? These are the kind of content videos that they remember and because they remember that they remember the information associated uh, with that you know wacky video uh, so that's how I think I've been able to you know reach out to the Gen Z in a much better way and coming to the aspect about personal finance the personal financial planning advisors like you said there are a very less number of advisors today because they need to be SEBI registered I think the solution to that is to uh, educate yourself don't rely on advisors completely uh, most people would say, you know, I have a CA and uh, he takes care of everything for me. Uh, but I see the problem is, you know, most salaried people, they don't make a lot of money for a CA to care so much about you, right? Your salary might be a rounding error in some of their bigger clients. So I talk about this in my LinkedIn as well. You need to play a more proactive role with your CA uh, in order to figure out exactly how to optimize your tax planning. So the way I see it is short form content will at least tell the people that, you know, something like this exists. And then they will be motivated to do their own research. And that's when they'll be led to the YouTube videos, which have long form content. And then they will watch it because they know what the glimpse of it is. They know how important it is through, you know, let's say, for example, my Instagram read. So then they will go to the YouTube video 
and research more about it and watch them be, be more willing to watch their entire video and then they'll finally read articles as well by later leading publication so by doing all of this they self themselves become more uh, educated so even if there is no uh, you know large number of financial advisors available today i think you can at least get 80% of the way there with the help of content that's already out there so sharan there are some criticisms of social media influencers um that a lot of the content is um, essentially paid and therefore not in the interest of the public what would you say to that see i would say see social media is um, uh being a content creator is um, it cannot be a social service as well right a content creator has to earn his bread and butter as well because um what happens is what most people think is that when someone is doing an advertisement because the uh, general perception of an advertisement on tv um has generally been associated with film stars and movie stars you know who generally just promote the product without knowing about it right so that perception is still in people's mind so whenever they see an advertisement they don't tend to trust it the thing you know that since they have since this particular person has been paid to say something um that you know it, it might not be trustworthy um i can speak about how it works in the finance uh, uh, advertising space uh, so all almost all content creators that i know in the personal finance space uh, are very serious about the kind of brands they work with we are bombarded with almost 100 emails every single day right and we i personally work with only four in a month so let's say i get hundreds every day i i i screen through them i understand them i understand their business model i see who are the founders back who are the vcs backing them i will talk to the founders personally and i'll then take a call whether i should work with them or not and most of these brands are some most of the brands are also that i already used in, in the past being a you know a, a fintech evangelist myself i'm kind of an early adopter for most of these brands so it turns out that i am already using these products so i'll be more than happy to promote them so that's number one second thing is that if i promote something which i personally don't do that i personally don't believe in i will not be able to defend myself in the comment section because my audience is so intelligent you know 9 lakh people who are you know from ca background uh, who are all, who also know a lot of personal finance who might also know more than me in personal finance they are the ones who comment in the comment section so if i promote something which i personally don't believe in they will you know destroy me in the comment section i won't have an answer for them so i'm very careful about the kind of brands uh, that i work with others are not be able to answer them in the comment section and third thing is the ethical point of view wherein i am asking someone to put their hard earned money into something right i will not be able to sleep at night if something bad happens to their money so that's the ethical uh, point of view uh, so these three things which are, are the things i would say you know uh, don't uh, judge an, a personal finance advertisement at its face value just because he's being paid for it he's getting paid for it because um he is doing a, a promotion for that particular brand just like how you are working for a company and a company is paying for you on that on, uh, for that uh, time that you put in similarly a, a content creator is getting paid for that it's as simple as that it's just uh, a value that they are adding to the brand but does it mean that he doesn't believe in the brand no he definitely believes in the brand otherwise his personal image is going to be spoiled in the long run it would simply won't work if he promotes brands that he doesn't believe in right and of course you guys Clearly, label paid promotions as paid promotions, right? That's absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, what is that advertising uh, council of, of India? ASCII, yeah. What? ASCII, yeah. So ASCII clearly says that you have to call it out as a paid promotion. Otherwise, you will get notices from them saying that you know you will have to take it down. So that is clearly laid out, and that is explicitly done so that the uh, viewer knows that this is a paid uh, promotion. right and instagram also has that paid promotion tag on the top uh, to make it much more clear right 
So Sharan, one question that a lot of people would be curious about, how do you invest? Right, so uh, I uh, look at my investing uh, philosophy in, um, in three ways. Uh, one is my growth portfolio. So for my growth portfolio, I invest in asset classes which have historically shown, you know, a 14 to 15% return. So that will be my equity portfolio. And um, at the moment of speaking, uh, I put around, you know, 60-70% in equity. And within equity, I will divide it across, you know, uh, domestic and uh, international. So it, let's say in that 70%, um, around half of it, more than half of it will go into domestic Indian equity. And within that domestic Indian equity, I will put majorly in an index fund and then a little bit in a flexi cap fund and a little bit in a small cap fund and a little bit in a, a small case. Right? For example, I'm, I'm investing in some momentum small cases. I won't take any names, but I'm investing in some momentum small cases. So that is my Indian portfolio. And in my international portfolio, I again invest in a small case which invests in international stocks. Um, I also invest in... Um, a, a, a fund so, of Sorry, uh, Would the small case be international stocks or international funds? I don't know if they have enabled international stocks here. They have. So, there is a small case which invests in international stocks. Right. Can I, can I name it? Sure, go and then there are also some mutual funds which uh, have a mix of both, both domestic equities and international US equities. So I only invest, if it's international, I only invest in US equities at the moment. So this takes care of my equity portfolio. And then in debt, I invest uh, majorly in low maturity debt mutual funds. Then I also invest in senior secured bonds uh, through various fintech companies which have come recently. And um, I don't have exposure to gold as of now. Uh, because the best way to invest in gold is SGB and but it requires a lock-in period. Uh, I, I do not want to put in something which has that long of a lock-in period. Um, and I'm also, I also invest in some alternative asset classes. Uh, for example, there are some fintech companies which allow you to invest in litigation, not litigation financing. Pause. Yeah. There are some fintech companies which allow you to invest in alternative asset classes such as equipment financing and also in... Mm, they also allow you to invest in artwork and wine. So there are some uh, fintech companies which allow you to invest in that. So they have a little allocation towards that as well. And around uh, 10 percentage of my portfolio is invested in crypto. Uh, now within crypto, I invest majorly in blue chip cryptos like Bitcoin and Ethereum. And uh, there is also some allocation to DeFi projects. So there are some companies which are making it very easy for you to invest in DeFi projects. And they pay you a fixed, uh, you know, not a fixed, they pay you a very high interest uh, for the amount that you've invested it's as it, it can go as high as 18 percentage as well uh, for the amount that you've invested so this is broadly how my portfolio looks like no allocation to real estate because i think that is uh, uh, that is not a very f uh, fast growing asset class and it's just locking in your money for a long period of time and when you want to liquidate you know uh, you usually end up with half half of black money so not a very attractive asset class for me right. so if i had to break up 100 rupees into all of these categories how would that be? Could quickly summarize that. Yeah, so if I have 100 rupees, let's say 70 rupees goes into equity and in that 70 rupees, 35 goes to domestic equity, 35 goes to uh, US stocks. And then uh, another, uh, let's say 10 rupees goes into low maturity debt funds and uh, senior secured bonds. And then let's say another 10 rupees goes into alternative asset classes such as equipment financing, artwork, wine. 
and then the last uh, 10% would go into crypto. Uh, so very well done, Mr. Thank you. Right. So on a related note, Sharan, you released an NFT uh, and sold it as well. Right. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. So the um, the concept of the conceptualization of this NFT began last year when uh, NFTs were making the news almost every single day. Right. Uh, people are selling random pieces of artwork for millions of dollars and people couldn't quite understand why this is happening. Why? How can a normal graphic card, which I can take a screenshot of, uh, be sold for millions of dollars who is exactly buying these things uh, so i wanted to kind of uh, uh, work on this project to educate the indians as to why this is happening so most people think of nft just like a digital artwork but the important thing that they're missing out is the application that is associated with the nft which makes it very valuable for example sunil gavaskar launches nft and the person who owns it will get access to him to get some batting session right so uh, people cricket fanatics of the 80s and 90s would pay bank for that sort of an NFT, right? Because there is an application associated with it. For example, let's say Gary V's NFT. It gives you access to his exclusive Discord community where you can actually talk to him. And the very famous Bodeap NFT, where again, it gives you access to a Discord community, which uh, which is joined by the likes of, you know, very famous celebrities, right? So you get the access to talk to those celebrities as well. Um, so my NFT, the application of my NFT was for my audience exclusively. Um, uh, so this would be valuable. The application of my NFT is to enable them to do a collaboration reel with me. So the person who owns my NFT will get the opportunity to do a video with me and it will get posted on both our Instagram pages. So it becomes like a digital asset for him or her, whoever purchased it. Right Now, the value of this NFT might not be a lot or might be worthless uh, for someone in the United States who has never heard of me. But for someone in my community of finance with Sharon of 9 lakh people, they might find it valuable and that's why it got sold for almost 65,000 rupees. Uh, so that is the, you know, the essence of an NFT. It might not valuable, it might not be valuable to everyone, like how a 100 rupee note is valuable to everyone in India or even outside India because it's uh, still a uh, you know, currency backed by the Indian government. Uh, but an NFT is not valuable to everyone. It's only valuable to a certain group of people and that's how it derives uh, its value. Sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Great. Thank you so much for joining us today, Sharan. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much, Neil, for inviting me here. It was wonderful talking to you. I had a wonderful time. Hope we could do this, could do this again. My pleasure, likewise. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. India's personal finance content revolution, in a sense, is just getting started. And this strike of personal finance influencers is, in a sense, its vanguard. So watch out for more developments in this space in the coming months and years. If you have any feedback about this episode, you can reach out to me on Twitter at ActusDay, that's A-C-T-U-S-D-E-I, or you can email us at mintmoney at livemint.com. Thank you and have a lovely day ahead. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.